1: Then you are mine. Now.
2: Was Toasted of the Art Show with Nancy Reed and Lisa Smith, publishers of Big Blend Radio and TV Magazine, and you just heard Expected, the very first single off of Atlanta-based singer-songwriter James Patrick Morgan's brand-new EP, Art Plus Work Equals Love. Go to his website right now, jamespatrickmorgan.com, and get connected with him on social media. Get the EP, because I'm telling you, you are not going to be disappointed. You just heard Expected, man. Just, how do you
0: sit down and, like, do this? I'm not sitting down yet. I know. You want to boogie. To so. Come on. James, <laughs> welcome to the show. How are you?
3: I'm great, ladies. Thanks for having me.
2: Hey, your music is awesome. We've been having a good time because, to me, it's like it's going over. It's multi-generational. That's the word of the day. <laughs> and, it's, and it's multi-genre, too, wouldn't you say?
3: Oh, yeah. Most definitely. I mean, I don't – I. I think I've been influenced by so many things. I don't even know what's going into the music anymore.
2: <laughs> well, it's so I love fun. it because it's got a little bit of everything in there. It's strong melodies. You just you immediately want to start dancing when you hear it. For sure. But, I mean, I've been reading about you. You've been doing a ton of touring, a ton of shows, and I think when someone like you does so much of that show, you're you're out there in the audience you're able to bring that energy back into the recordings. And that's what I picked up off of your EP is the electricity of that, of being in a live performance um, and being there in this EP. Is And like I said earlier before we brought you on, I just wish it was a full album because, like, seriously, we want more.
3: Oh, uh, We're always planning more, even doing writing sessions now, just even the new stuff. I would say it's, like, the best, but I think you're going to always be biased to whatever you wrote most recently. So <laughs> I love it all. <laughs>
2: So are you still going out and touring a bunch with what's going on? Cause I know you're based out in Atlanta and does that, is that yeah. a, a big music scene?
3: Oh, certainly. Uh, most definitely. I mean, there's always something going on. I play year round and I mean, I'm always playing shows whether, you know, original or cover and um, there's just so much music. I mean, I, I love doing what I do and I think uh, if anything, it keeps your skill set sharp and it, makes you just proving on your game because if you if you're settled where you are, then you should might as well just give up, but I'm always looking mm-hmm. for new ways to kind of improve my shows, and just kind of staying consistent with my performances kind of helps me do that so. mm-hmm.
2: and and playing it. covers, yeah. what have you learned from playing covers because I was also really like you got over fifteen hundred covers on your belt like that's a lot um, <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: I mean, that really <laughs>
2: yeah, so i I'm, I'm just going, do you learn? a lot learning covers do you learn a lot from the musicians you're covering and the words and do you get into the musicians I mean when you're learning a cover song do you watch how they move do you, what goes into that
3: oh most definitely uh, well one of the things that's like a regular tradition for me is that whenever I'm, I'm running um, especially like on a treadmill or something in my basement I'll pop in a live DVD like a, a lot of people they'll get the new action films or whatever like that to kind of get them pumped up you know that whole rocky thing I mm-hmm. tiger or whatever. I watch live DVDs of concerts, and I just like studying what other people have done, especially some of the greats. I, mean, I love watching, you know, like The Killers. Um, occasionally I'll watch like a John Mayer's, you know, go back to Steve Miller, uh, old Stevie Ray Vaughan, yeah. just to see like the passion and intensity and then see how the crowd responds. And then you're, you're starting to see what was successful. It wasn't. It's a science as well as an art. So you you have to study your craft extensively, and that's just one more way to do it.
2: Hmm. I like hmm. that, I like that Yeah, because you're watching how they're performing And how they're doing it live I mean, I think, again You've managed to bring that into this EP Is that that liveness, you know And that's, I think, always hard to do Like, you want to be able I, I always think it's the best thing on earth Is to be able to go see the musicians live That's, that's the ultimate oh, yeah. thing But you always want to take it home yeah. As soon as as soon as you leave a concert, right? You put the album in, <laughs> you're listening to it, or whether it's downloaded or a CD or whatever it is, on the way home, you you know you're playing that musician's songs all the way home, and you can't stop. If I mean, when they're good, but so that's you want to have that as much as you can. Tell us a little bit about the recording of this EP to be able to get that.
3: Um, oh my gosh! Well, I mean, like you're saying, I mean, you're putting it perfectly. Is that I really wanted to uh, convey what I do live um, on my album. Mm-hmm. And, and when I was making all these uh, songs, and what I had in mind is, like, you know, I guess if you even if you're doing cover songs, you're going to have an element that just explains who you are and your style. And um, it's always going to go into everything you do. It doesn't matter if you're covering, you know, whatever, uh, Mariah Carey all the way to – Stevie Ray you're going to have something that's like ah, that still sounds like James. And when I went into that uh, studio to play some stuff, I was like, okay, it's got to have groove, it's got to have a little bit of soul element, uh, but I'm always yeah. going to have a little poppy element too, that singability, uh, you know, and that's kind of uh, what we were aiming for. And I, I, I think it translated decently well.
2: I, it really does. I think for that's what I was saying. It's multi generational. It's something that. Everyone can enjoy, and I think we're at this point in life where, you know, I'm tired of, like, if you listen to classic rock, then there's something, like, how, you know, there's people, you know, and and you're going to, I know, relate to this, like, when you think of, you know, the older world, like Stevie Ray Vaughan, a lot of guitarists know it, and and real music buffs get into him, and he's obviously, like, an icon, right, but there's, there's, you know, soul music that you've got in here. And then you know, if you talk about that to someone who's older than you know, all the time, they're like, "Oh, you're too young to know that music." Or That's it will be all the or the other way around, right? It it could be like you know, I don't see why somebody in their 80s can't listen to pop and enjoy it. So, but for some reason, not only do we try to pigeonhole the type of music, but we're doing it to the generation too. And I find it important that music spreads throughout, and I think that's really what what you've got, and, and I love that about your
0: music, is that everyone can enjoy it immediately
1: I, I, I don't really but think that barriers,
0: that's the, the yeah, I, that's not a musician problem that's a corporate advertising radio show problem you know, it's, it's um, advertisers think, oh we make money when this song is played, or we don't want to you know, hedge our bets and, and try something new that's that. That's That's really not the musicians' Musicians are doing a, a fantastic job. And, you know, it's really about the radio show that plays them and makes this, the decision according to their advertisers, sponsors, whatever you want to call it. Hmm. It's really, I mean, there's great music out there. It, but it, mainstream radio, not so much. You're still hearing the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. So that's a corporate decision, a money decision. It's got It's not an artistic decision. I'm just saying. I could be way wrong, but I don't think so.
1: <laughs>
2: For you, James, when you're writing music, because I know you do a lot of the cover side too, but I mean because you're balancing both, and I think that's a really right. interesting and cool thing to do. With your your music, your songs, when you're deciding what to put on the EP, what to record, because that's a process, and you know it's it's a lengthy process. Um, what do you want to happen with your music? Do you want it to you know one song to be played over and over and over again on mainstream media? What do you want to happen, you know, with your music? And do you think about the audience, or do you do you really go with what's in your gut to play and, and do for your originals?
3: I mean, you know, you have that uh, integrity thing where you want to make sure that you are true to yourself and and what you know sounds good. I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, different things that go into it. I am mainly trying to get to the stage again. Like if I'm off the stage, I'm waiting to just get back on to the Mm. the platform more. I love live performances, and um, Mm -hmm. if my songs make me want to get up and dance, then you can only, like you're saying, it's it's only better when you get to do it live because you can feel it. You can feel the bass in your chest. You can really mm. have a good time, and that's all I want to do. I want to get to that point where I'm with the people again because, I mean, studio stuff is great. It's one of the most fun experiences ever. You really, did, I mean, I was working with an amazing team, and I got to go in there and um, really just make mistakes if I wanted to, and, and they said, hey, if you wanted to – uh, try this, try this, you know, we can always take it out later, you know, and i just got to go and build and build and build and like, Hey, let me try to add this one. They're like, yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. You know? And at the very end, it's like, okay, cool. maybe that part didn't go well, but I mean, they, they let me just go. Cause, cause even when I'm playing my live shows, I'm, I'm always, if I do a cover uh, song, it's never the same way. I'm always mixing things up just a little bit. And so I love mm-hmm. that I was able to go into the studio and, uh, record a bunch of different things and ideas and put everything possible down that I might want on there and then um, go back and then find what fit best so that's, that's kind of how the recording process worked for me but it's always trying to get back to that live setting
0: I think, awesome. I think it's really interesting how things work like if you look at acting versus music it, you know Shakespeare's plays have been played over and over again Nobody says we're covering Shakespeare, you know. And everybody gets right. a different performance in different, you know, um, plays, and that's fine. But now when you when you're covering a song, um, you know, it, it's it's really funny in the music world because people want to hear the songs they've heard before. They they absolutely want to hear that. But then there's also that while you're, you're doing cover songs, where's your own? And it's interesting, you know, and the artists who do both, I think it's really smart to be able to do both. But i I've always wondered why, you know, like well, here's this you know, somebody covering Shakespeare. Nobody ever says that. They only say that in music.
2: Mhm. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah.
0: It's it's interesting on that. But I I wanna I I do wanna go back to
2: your, your recording because you did more than one studio. Where some people they set up shop at a place for a few days and for a <laughs> week or two. You yeah. know, and everybody's got a different way to do it. But you did your recording in different places, and I mean, it goes from LA all the way to Nashville, from cool. what I've been reading up on.
3: Right. Yeah. Oh, it was. Um, I mean, I was kind of blown away at the history, of the places that I was playing at. Um, I mean, I had um, been told that you know the people I was working with had, you know, they'd they've done it all, and I was like, okay, great. Uh, David Huff, fantastic producer, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, we were just kind of trusting him to kind of lead the way, and we're like, you know, where are we going to go? And he's like, oh, there's this great place out there. Check it out online. You know, they've, they've had a lot of good people, and, you know, it was just, he's like too many to, to name, and I was like, okay, okay, whatever. But then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, you're totally freaking right, dude. Like, I mean, the Beach Boys, I mean, Love and Mercy, that new John Cusack movie, uh, you know, in the past couple of years, uh, they, they made about the life of Brian Wilson. Um, that was, I think part of it was even filmed in there because that's where he recorded all those songs. I think God Only Knows, I think, Good Vibrations, I think. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. like all these major hits and, and then Mariah Carey, or not Mariah Carey, but uh, Whitney Houston, I Will Always uh, Love You, wow. and like wow. classic guitar songs, like classical gas, like things that are standards for a lot wow. of musicians. And I'm wow. like, are you kidding me? Like, I was looking and I mean, I've been praying all these great people and that's east west studios in la so wow
1: so
2: when you were there did yeah. you feel like were you vibing on them like all the people that have been through that room i mean how do you like not feel, it's like going to a museum or you go into like you know we travel to parks and everything national parks and there's history and you go in these places and it, you you can read about it but until you go there yeah, there's like a vibe go. there's a vibe so like when you were there did you get that vibe, and then you had to go, like, now I've got to do my own stuff. Like, how do you balance the vibe?
3: <laughs> well, well, um, okay, like, going into maybe a really old, like, library is a good way to describe it. Okay, so you go into a room, and you and it's just, like, this place that's just full of knowledge, and it has, like, really old wood and, and all these different things, and you, you might smell, like, the old, stale books that are still there mm-hmm. that have been there for decades and whatnot. And and you feel like there's something sacred about the ground that you're on, like knowledge is there. Well, that's the same exact feeling when I walk into that place. I mean, it's very – it's been Mm -hmm. modernized, and, I mean, tons of current acts have recorded there, but there's still this weird, sacred, mystical, historical context that you feel in your bones. And for me, it it brought me back to growing up, uh, going on family vacations, always having – my mom, you know, I never, I never really understood what it was to really let loose on vacation until you're an adult. As a kid, you don't appreciate it. Uh, you don't, you don't get how how much you really need to let loose from the real world uh, until you actually uh, have a job and responsibilities. But I would see my mom go nuts. And she would pop in a, a Beach Boys um, album and just start losing her mind, singing along to it in the car. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. And so, like being in that place was a place of joy to me. It was like a place of like, ah, this is like channeling that energy plus channeling the creative genius of Brian Wilson and all the others that have passed. But, I mean, more than anything, I guess sacred would be the best word to describe it.
2: Oh, wow, that's amazing. So did, I mean, did, did you think about that while you were recording? Like, when, I mean, you're singing or do you go in? I mean, how do you – you have that feeling, but do you... It's like even when you go and do shows, right? There's places that have a vibe. Do you incorporate that into right. your sound, or do you split it off? I don't know how to explain that. I, I feel like I'm being really weird right now, but there's, there are vibes in No, no, in I places. got you. I got you.
3: Well, you, you, try to, you try to... Uh, you do. You try to channel the energy. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to channel the, the sound, but I mean, I, I love the harmonies of the Beach Boys and stuff like that, so I was just like, oh, you know, these guys, like... There was, they were not trying to auto-tune themselves. Like, this was like pure nice. and simple talent coming into these rooms, and, and that was amazing enough for me. I, but what was going through my mind, the same thing that goes through my mind every single musical performance, whether it's the recording or a live show. James, don't suck. Like, that's, yeah. that's literally that's, <laughs> that's all that goes through my brain. And, and just, like, don't mess up. Just try to do your very best and, like, wing it, <laughs> but just don't suck. And so when I was there, I mean, so the people that played on my album were fantastic. So, I mean, I, I was just, like, blown away. And I wasn't intimidated because they were super nice and welcoming, but I couldn't believe that I was in the room with them. So it was surreal. At the same time, I have that voice saying, don't suck. And then at the same time, it's like, but let loose and be free. So there's, like, a thousand different things going on. But. Damn, yeah, I but need a drink. I
0: mean, it's true, <laughs> and I think that you, when you walk into places like that, that is really proof to me that energy doesn't die. Yeah. The past is always with us if we choose to see it. Especially that's that's the, the difference. It's about if you choose oh, yeah. to feel it, see it, know it, it's really up to the individual. You can close your mind to everything and mm-hmm. just do whatever, or you can be open to that. And And so, you know, I think, Energy just revolves and revolves and revolves, and you can change it, push it, tweak it. It's awesome. But it, if you walk into a place and you don't feel something, vibes, energy, whatever you want to call it, then you might want to check yourself for being closed off, you know? You, you yeah, usually have built you, or not the something.
3: building.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you gotta bring yes. your sage or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> when you go to museums, I mean, you there is an altering of how you feel, you know? Or a library,
2: like you said, you yeah. go in the
0: library and all of a sudden you
2: kind of like what was going on outside, the traffic, yeah. the noise, yeah. the phone calls, everything, and you walk into a library. There's this whole of a sudden like, okay, I'm in a different place now. Like everything's out the window. It's like all that stuff yeah. is back there. Now I'm in here. But yeah. that's but isn't that what is it's like recording too, or even getting into a show? And recording is like doing a concert, though. I mean, it really is in a way. Other than you don't have the audience, and that to me has got to be almost the hardest thing in a way. I would think so. Yeah. Or or not? What for you? Do you do you wish you were doing it as a live recording?
3: Oh, I mean, at least you get to mess up in the studio.
2: That's true. <laughs> you get to yeah? Like you can do rerun. V- yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I, I would say that I, I think that. Uh, You know what? You asked a really interesting question. I don't know if I can really uh, answer that because, I mean, I love doing stuff live, but every time I perform live, I'm like, oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. But then again, so could I – I can feel the same way about a recording. I mean, you're always – if your brain is continuously creative and you're always trying to improve on your craft, you're always going to find, like, man, I should have had this on there. Oh, I should have had a tambourine. I should have had this. And
2: and it's good
3: to think that way.
2: And then and you this, can do, but the beauty, well, here's the beauty of the, uh, an art, like an artist, a painting is done, it's done. But as a musician, you could have done the recording going, oh, I wanted to add this here, or add that. You can start to do that on your live performance. And sometimes what you do live is not what's exactly. actually able to be done in a recording too. So it's kind of an oh, yeah.
0: interesting thing. So when you're playing live and you see the crowd, do you kind of change how you present a song depending on the vibe you pick up from the crowd?
3: Oh, most definitely. Yeah, if they're not feeling the energy yet, yeah, sometimes maybe you need to, to bring it a little more intimate. Um, I mean, and sometimes you just don't care, and you're like, you know what, you need to wake your ass up. Let me help you. Like <laughs> that kind of thing. I mean, I like you it. just have to be <laughs> prepared for what, whatever uh, – is brought to you. I mean, I I just want to, I want to create a happy environment. Uh, Not every, I mean, when people are coming in, they're all coming from a thousand different places and, you know, somebody is had the worst day of their life and somebody might've had the best. And somebody is just an average Joe is like, look, I wasn't really wanting music. I just wanted to, to just come into this place, grab a a drink. And I just saw you up there and I, I just can't be bothered to leave just yet (laughs) because I haven't got my check. But you're like, you know what? My challenge is to reach you before you get the hell out of here, and I cannot wait to show you something uh, something that's going to make you do a double-take factor. I want to give, make you have a double-take. Mm. You're like this tall, you know, pale kid up on, on stage who is just, you know, I'm looping all this other stuff. Like, what's he going to do at this time? Like, what's he going to do? I want to shock somebody, and, and that's my favorite part, really, because they're like – Bring them into your think, bubble. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. I always look like I sound, uh, but I mean, I, <laughs> I. But when I get to do these things, it's always like a look of shock. So it's, it's always a lot of fun uh, <laughs> when I'm performing just to see people's reactions. It's great. No,
0: that's,
3: I think that's a great I l- answer. I, I, love I love it that.
2: because it it is when you're performing, you're performing. You're you're there to entertain and and get people. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing too. Nowadays, I think about people driving to shows. I mean, look at Woodstock. It's the classic example of. Rain and you're you're going through. I mean, how many people went through Woodstock hmm. in mud? I know they were high, so that was easier for them in some ways, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah. But 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 you got to think about that experience as an audience. That that music was good enough to keep you there and and do and go for it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things, but that that's my deal. It's like you go to a show sometimes, and people go into a show and they they need to drop their baggage sometimes but there is that challenge for a performer and mm-hmm. also sometimes for the audience if somebody needs to just stop talking on your cell phone you yeah, know yeah. Oh. i i want to hear what the musicians doing you know but there there is that weird challenge and i think as as a performer that has got to be a really big character building thing for you especially you know i know you're young and you're out there doing it you you are like at a challenge every single day. It's like how many am I going to win over? What am I going to? It's kind of that challenge, right, for you when you do this, to to get them to chill out.
3: Challenge! Oh my gosh, <laughs> that that's that is definitely the word to use because, I mean, it it could swallow you whole if you if you love it, um, because mm. uh, not everybody is going to like your stuff. If you had you know, some sort of way of measuring just amazingly perfect pitch, and you hit a note so accurately that you just thought to yourself, damn, I really made that one work. And then you're looking around the room, and somebody's like, oh, that was nice, I really like the other guy better. or something like that, and you're like, come on, man, what do I got to do to make this work? Yeah. And, and the thing like, is, yeah. you've got to you gotta accept <laughs> early on the very fact that You're not going to win everybody over. Somebody's going to hear Bob Dylan, and they're going to think, what an amazing writer, the best artist, he's my favorite, my God. And then somebody's going to be like, that sounds like a cat being mauled in the streets, like I cannot (laughs) believe that anyone likes this guy. And there's an audience for each of them. And so you have to, like, go into a place realizing that there's going to be people that love you, and they're going to be your audience. And there's plenty enough audience in the world that you're gonna find your your base, your fan base, and
2: oh, I have yeah. to get as many but as you, I can. I think you you got to you no, know, you've got really I, that's really realistic. I, said, I see definitely mm-hmm. a lot of women and a lot of guys digging it because you got you got like I I love the old school sound in the mm-hmm. in the back of it, and I love that you've got kind of a there's like a Justin Timberlake touch to it all that I think the the younger generation is going to like and older. I mean, there's that side where, and it's classy. There's classiness to it with what you're doing. I, I really enjoy this. I, I love what you're doing. And Fly Like an Eagle, I was like, when I saw this, I was like, okay, <laughs> someone's going to cover Fly Like an Eagle. And then I was like, okay, I like it. I like it. Because, you know, you everybody has their thing, you know. That means something
0: different to different people.
2: Yeah. Well, there's. It's just everybody has a thing about music, and that's the thing about doing cover songs, right? That, in itself, is a huge challenge because it's like now you're going to cover someone's song that everybody has this thing attached to already,
1: uh-huh. and yeah. now
2: how do you how do you trump that, you know? You know, so how do you? I mean, it's like if someone has a specific memory to that, and it's got to be, and you've got to do it this way and this way. I think there is an art to covering other people's music. Some of the best things I've ever seen are tribute concerts where you'll see some musician, you know, what, um, who did, uh, Prince did uh, While My Guitar Gently Weep, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -mm. for George Harrison. And that brought this whole other energy to a song. So for you as a cover artist as well as doing your originals, which we do want to talk a little bit more about that for sure, isn't there that extra challenge of people have it done in this way in their mind? And then you've got to change it up for them. Like Fly Like an Eagle, that's on your EP.
3: Honestly, I can only do what I can do. I, I don't know what I, I yeah. have in mind mm. when I go into a place. I just know what it's supposed to sound like in my brain. And, and the way that my brain translates it is what makes me who I am. So
1: and
2: when, then I, when I go into them. there,
3: that's all I can do. Yeah.
2: I, I love this. Can we play it real quick? You got time? Sure yeah go let's play it i want people to hear this because it's like any steve miller fan out there take a listen because it's cool take a listen fly like an eagle everybody again it is off of james patrick morgan's new ep and i love art plus work equals love so take a listen everybody fly like an eagle And again, that was Fly Like an Eagle, Uh, of course, a Steve Miller song covered by James Patrick Morgan on his new EP, Art Plus Work Equals Love. Like, that's what I'm talking about. If you're going to do a cover, take it on your own and make it that amazing journey. And that
0: was... That's a moving and moving. That
2: is awesome. I mean, and you bring it back into some old-school, like, vibe. I mean, James, it's good. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't want to swear on my own show. Thank you. You're
0: (laughs) going to get fleeced. I know,
2: I know, James, but it's good stuff. I mean, this what when you decide what cover, I mean... Is this stuff that you grew up with? Is it stuff that just you think, this is, my, this is me, that I can, I'm going to do this? Why did you choose this one? Uh, uh,
3: well, um, I just do so many, um, you know, like I said, cover songs. And my uh, investors, the group that's kind of working with me, they were like, you know, oh, man, I really heard you do this song, and it sounded great. I love what you did on the acoustics. But they heard it unplugged, even more mm. um, acoustic-driven and, and Raw, and, I was, and they're like, yeah, let's do that. Like, put that in the studio. And then I was like, well, when we were, um, like, listening to everything else that we had done um, on the album, we're like, well, you know, let's, let's make it kind of match in style uh, for mm-hmm. some of the things that we've been, we've been doing. And so I wanted to kind of bring it into that pop level. And I know that Seal had already covered this. Um, and, mm-hmm. like, I was like, well, let's see. Steve Miller had a lot of guitar stuff. Seal had a lot of vocal stuff. But I just want to put a lot of funky stuff.
1: So mm-hmm. when
3: I went into that room, that was kind of my my goal to put a little uh, put a little more stank on it, I guess. <laughs> so it was, it was a <laughs> yeah. lot of fun to do, and and I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it.
2: Oh no, That's I love awesome. it. And and let's talk about um, your your originals. How you do your songwriting? Um, what instruments are you using? Are you writing the lyrics first? I mean. I mean, do you walk around with a notebook or your phone? What's what's going on with that? Your writing process.
3: Oh, um, well, I I don't really know. I mean, it 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 never happens in the exact same order. Like, um, you know, some of these Mm -hmm. writing sessions for for this album, we would go into a room and you know they would ask, "Hey, do you have anything you've been working on?" Or do you want, like, when I would do a co-write, and like, "Hey, do you have um, an idea that you want to write about? Maybe you want to hear something I've done, and we can collaborate." I mean, there's this whole big uh, slew of things that, that we could start the process, but when it comes to just me in my own house, I mean, I could be staring at the wall and see, like, a speck on the wall, and all of a sudden it's just like a eureka moment, like, ah, I'm going to write about alone. Like, you know, this is kind of weird
1: um, okay. mm-hmm. moment
3: where you don't have to have anything going on. And more than anything, it's when emotion hits me hard, and I write from emotion more than a story. So, like, you know, maybe I, you know, like how you might smell something like, I don't know, like a dryer sheet or, or something like that. And you might, you know, smell like the, the, the dryer exhaust outside of your house. And it, it made me think of like going back to, to summer or something like that, like a smell that just brings you back. Like you're going outside, you can smell like, you're, you know, your mom's doing laundry and you're outside playing with your friends. And like all of a sudden, bam, it brings you back. Um, well, in that exact same uh way that, like, I, I would hear something, and it'll bring me back to emotion I felt when I was, like, really heartbroken, or when I was really excited, or when I was just really pissed off, like, what the hell is going on here? And that emotion is what leads me to, um, to write. Mm-hmm. So I know that was a weird, really crazy analogy, but it's just like, you know, your senses bring back these crazy memories, and sometimes... Yeah. Yeah, you're not even looking for, sure. for it. I'll be, you're like, oh, my God, I remember this time when I was a kid. Ah, And, like, that's kind of how the eureka moment happens for me. It's just you never uh, can however, predict it. However,
2: now you have an EP with those songs on there. So if it was a bad breakup and you're now playing them every night, I mean, so th- how does that feel like <laughs> when you're taking these memories and you're using them or those feelings? And you now go out on stage and perform them, and then you've got the recording out there. So, like, now you're living with those memories. Do you? Do they change for you when you perform?
3: Well, I mean, I, I think you can't escape the reality um, any more than you – I mean, you can't run from it mm-hmm. when you're not singing a song. So when you're singing a song and, you know, even if, like, the story might be fabricated on certain elements, uh, the emotion and the, mm-hmm. the, the message that you were trying to convey – is still there, and it, you're going to know the experience that you're referencing, even if the people don't. And so getting up there, it, it certainly brings an honesty behind what you're singing. So, I mean, luckily, I don't have anything really angry or pissed off on this this EP. <laughs>
0: Good, but, Well, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But you, I, I think it'd be very hard to write or paint or compose a song or, and perform or act without any real kind of experience to back it up. Or connection. You know, and I'm not saying it can't be done, and I'm sure people do it all the time, but to really convey to your audience a real feeling that they can identify with, it's kind of like, yeah, man, I've been there, you know. Uh, I know what you're feeling. And, you know, that kind of relationship to an audience, whether it's a live audience or, or they're playing in their car, is if there's a real talent to that, and it's um, you know, and it, and it can be simple emotions or it can be complex. But I think that you know, you have to have experienced something somewhere at some time in order to relate to somebody else and convey it. Mm-hmm. You have to
2: bring something of you in there,
0: even if it's completely mm-hmm. different.
2: It's, it's you yeah. have to have that commonality, and you're a storyteller. I mean, isn't that what musicians do, other than in, entertain? There's that side of it, but it's storytelling and that connectivity. Yeah, you need that. Mm Mhm. Yeah. I like that. So, James, the title of your EP, I I have to tell you, Nance and I both, when we saw the title, we're like, "That is one of the best titles." Art plus Mm -hmm. work equals love. Where Where did you come up with that? Because it is. That's. I love that. (laughs) I want to put that up on my wall. That's really. Like a that's that's beyond an E P title. That is like something to remember. That's like a quote. Yeah. You
3: know? the it's the something that's to, yeah.
0: We kept changing it around. Yeah, but it's, it's, like it's Love Yeah, plus it would, art equals work. No. And it does. <laughs> Yeah, but love you know, plus was, work yeah. equals you had a work yeah, baby. We, yeah, so we kept, we kept changing it around, you know, and like, hey, it's still work. No, there's things you
2: can't do in the workplace. But anyway, but art plus work equals you love. you loved your work. Where, how did that, and there's an art to How that, did that spark? Where did that come from?
3: Well, they asked me, you know, what do you want to title this thing? And I had like a, a bunch of different ideas, and I had no idea w- what to settle on. And I was just like, you know, what's going to convey – me what's going to convey my line of thinking because you're trying to to express who you are you know and I was mm-hmm. like you know how do I, how do I explain to people my theory that I'm, you know if you're going to write songs about love what I mean it depends on the person you're talking to uh, what they're going to be you know trying to to teach you to like get inside their brain inside of that creative process and and when I was thinking, you know all of life flows from that to me it's like if you want you know Anything to happen, anything awesome, it's going to require movement, change, and some sort of creative effort somewhere along the lines most of the time, but that, like, without that, you're just floating on the wind. Like you're, you're way too free-spirited. You've got to have something that grounds you, and then you have to have uh, work because there's all these people who want to be lovey-dovey and, and everything and live in this dream world, but they don't want to work at anything, and they literally just leave you hanging, and, and you'd think, oh my gosh, you know, what? Like, you can crush all day long in a relationship, but you have to have some sort of stance that you're not going to go running when things get tough. Like, you have to know there's solid ground. And so the work part is just not just relationships, but, I mean, life, your your dreams require effort, and they don't just get dropped off on your doorstep. You, you see all these these different, you know, true stories, you know, where they're, like, interviewing people. Like, I stood out on the street corner and I played, and and I was just waiting for somebody to hear me, and nobody would give me a shot, and I was, like, thinking when I was first starting, like, that doesn't happen. These idiots, I bet they just got picked right up. And then, then I'm like, holy crap, they're totally right. Like, you just have to work your ass off, and then nobody, like, gives a crap about you. Like, they'll just treat you like you've got nothing going on. Or, like, my buddy plays, and he sounds just, you know, he sounds a little bit better than you, but, and then you're like, oh my gosh, like, I, there's no there's nothing going on there you have to, but you have to persevere you have to keep working to accomplish these things and it's a never-ending process so the moment you give yep. up your last breath it's a process and then love yeah. you know, just comes from that like it, and you're right they are interchangeable but you have to have a love of that work to produce your art you have to have yep. um you know all yeah, that stuff sure. I'm, so i mean it's mm-hmm. yeah no
2: yeah it, it's I I love it. I think it's one of the best album titles I've ever heard ever, and it's it makes you think and it, it gives you that. What am I getting into now? And you know, and then when you look at the the songs and you listen to the songs, it all makes sense. Sign language, I have to tell you, is one of my favorite songs, and I have like this gut feeling. You know, we're always talking about vibes and all that stuff, energy stuff, whatever. <laughs> we're all weird over here, but it's Friday. We it get to be weird, but. It's about energy, you know. And I just sign language to me. I just feel something is gonna happen big with that. I I don't. I'm just saying that's not that I'm the person who makes things happen on that. But sign language, there's something about this song that's going to go big, is what I feel because it just. I don't. It's good, and I think everyone can relate to it. Tell us a little bit about writing that.
3: Um, well, the, um, process in, in sign language, like I, the, the people that worked on it, uh, is Julian Bonetta and I believe Steve Kipner, um, had assisted with that too. And, and I think, you know, he worked with, you know, break even for the script and Julian Bonetta had written a lot of stuff for one, uh, direction. And so, you know, they know mm-hmm. how to, to speak to the team heartthrobs and things like that. Like how, how do you, convey you know that that angst and stuff and you know when i was thinking about i was like you know what I, i i just wanted something that conveyed how i feel about um i guess my inability to just get in someone else's brain when you want to the most and like just going in there like i mean it puts a gut feeling like a like almost a a knot in your stomach like even thinking about that song sometimes because um it it has so much hope and it has so much like have you ever seen the movie Mm -hmm. garden state by chance
2: oh my gosh with
3: natalie portman i'm not sure if you have oh man I'm,
2: i'm i gotta check it out yeah go go
3: uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But well, mm. basically, there's this last there's this last scene in Imogen Heap. Uh, she was in fru, fru um, like British uh, singer, fantastic. One of the people I, I've always looked up to. Like I just can't believe how uh, amazingly talented she is, especially when she loops everything. And I like to do that a lot live. And when I was thinking about this last scene in a movie, I was just like, you know, besides the the song placement, which was just fantastic, and it really helped the movie really reach you on that emotional level. Like it, it's just. Mm. It, it created that feeling, like where you're you're hopeful, but like all your muscles are tight. And when I was I'm thinking about sign language, even now it's it creates this um, this story of like oh like I wish I wish I could I wish I could read it. I see the signs, I just don't speak the language, and like you know it's, I'm just I think some of my musicians i've played with they're like dude you're just so oblivious sometimes like or if a girl's hitting on me or if something else, else is happening it's like dude you just don't get it you don't understand what's going on i'm like yeah i guess you're right <laughs> so i guess i'm I'm still like that nice little southern kid from the bible belt who just doesn't always pick up on the vibes but um <laughs> d- d- yeah i mean that's just you know, that's just the truth the sad truth yeah
0: but but you know what no, you just as bad. as an not elder bad. but That's as a no enjoy it's not. It. <laughs> no you know, as an elder let me just tell you that you'll pick up more and more on different things as you get older and then when you get really old you're like enough already and then you're like okay I elect not to hear any of it, mm-hmm. and then and you start over, and you go, like, oh, I'm only going to do this, I'm only going to do that, out of self defense, because the world is big and there's too much going mm-hmm. on. It it it's mind boggling, so it's good to take it in stages. You're meant to take it in stages, you can as- time. so that you can assimilate when you're ready to assimilate, and then once you assimilate, you can make a difference with it. And right now you're in a in a so, stage of giving so, us music, yeah. And <laughs> like, and and I like you know what you're doing music wise reaches people of all ages and and mindsets, which is a real talent. So you don't don't put yourself down or think that you're and, lacking anymore. And and it's
2: good to play hard to get.
0: Oh, okay.
3: Women oh, like no, no, that. No, 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 so no, just I don't <laughs> think it's a, a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. No. I think it's just funny. No, it's not uh, honestly. I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not even like putting myself down. I just think it's funny. I'm like, are you no, kidding? No, no, no. Me? Like, I, like hey, really? Okay. But, I mean, okay, now don't go over it, top it,
0: the it, other way. now. <laughs> no, 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 oh oh no, oh, I, oh, oh.
3: I, I just no. I just don't know. Uh, I mean, I when I go into these these uh, these songwriting sessions and and I think about what is going to convey me the the most. I think sign language definitely did that. Um, I, as I far love as this like song. my philosophy.
2: I, I just for something it just some reason it just hit me like big and I was like this is, this song people are gonna really I, I mean I'm, the whole album is is great and mm. I, like I said I just wanted more of it um, really so d- are there plans for an, an album like what's going on what what's happening next like the EP just came out and everyone jamespatrickmorgan.com, dot com go there connect with them on social media everything through there iTunes Amazon all those places but. Um what happens from now? Um, do you have a tour planned um, another album what's going on
3: well that's actually the goal I mean we're hoping to do that uh I mean I'm still writing um I just was in Good. Nashville uh two weeks ago and and did a little collaboration there and just I love the songs uh it just uh it's it's always got that freshness about it you know and i'm I'm more than excited to get back in the studio to to do these um and just kind of work out all the different um, ideas and plans. And then touring, of course, is my goal. So um, right now we just released the album on uh, – or the EP on iTunes. And so we're just kind of letting that kind of go through mm-hmm. its beginning phases. And then, you know, we're going to have to get on the road and um, tour nationally. That's that's the goal, really, to get out there um, all mm-hmm. over the United States, um, maybe even go overseas. Uh, I mean, just at the at cool. end of the day, it's to get me on that stage. That's what I – I hope I
2: want to see you on that stage i am mm-hmm. like, come on now, I know we're going to be on the road too, so you. hopefully we'll bump bats and
0: we can see that Nancy's got one last question you I know, and this is a really unfair question, but I'm going to do it I anyway. feel like you're going through a psychology no, session no, no, no. <laughs> I no, like her I'd like him So here's the question: if you get some who you feel you are, who you know you are in say maybe one to five words or even just one? What would that be? Oh, my gosh. Are you saying as like an artist 100?
3: or as a person here?
0: No, the, the who
3: you here. are.
2: <laughs> as a person. Who you yeah. are. Because it's the same. It's um, connected.
1: Uh, a
0: hope, oh, hope bringer. Bring <laughs> no. I think he can handle that. Uh, uh,
3: oh, a bringer can. of hope.
0: Oh, I like that. Awesome. I like that. Awesome. Oh, I like that. Well, I love that. Well That's done. awesome. awesome.
2: I, I agree with it. From listening to music, I, yeah. I mean, to me, I don't know, the world is kind of crazy right now. And, and I think when you listen to music that suddenly, like, no matter how bad it is outside, like, you feel good and you can get, yeah. oh, I have that extra beat of energy that you need, you have something. And you're
0: absolutely right. Bringer of Hope. That's and that exactly should be the are. name of your next album. Yes. Hope.
3: Good <laughs> stuff. I I got to be careful how I say it. I don't want someone to think I'm I've got like a Christ complex that I want to bring, you know, like the loaves and the fishes for, for the for no, the people. Too, yeah, we that,
2: is, no, yeah. We don't want that. We don't want that either cuz everybody will have their own thing on that. No, you
0: don't. We don't want that You do, do not, not come across that way. No, at all, no, but so. you, you make us all happy. So but that no, that was great. Thank you. That's all.
3: It look this world is is a tough place and if you can show kindness, if you can encourage someone to keep with their dreams to fight for the art and the work to, to get the love mm. that you need. I mean, I, I think um, that's what I'd love to do in every song that I play and in every interview that I do.
2: I love it. Awesome. Okay, I have one last question. Who would Uh-oh. you get up on stage yeah. that you haven't been on stage with that you want to be on stage with? Alive or past Oh, my
3: gosh. I have oh. to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to be. uh, Okay. Because wow. uh, you cover so many people and I, you do it
2: well. Uh,
3: uh. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you, like, top uh, few. Okay. One, uh, I would probably say as far as, I mean, I do like, uh, you said Justin Timberlake. That does sound like it would be great uh, to work yeah. with him. Um, if, if we're going back in time before someone had maybe then can you on, go on Saturday Night um, Live
2: with him? <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Ray, Ray Charles. I would love Ray Charles because oh, um, awesome. just his energy was electric mm. and I think he would be fun. He would be cracking jokes and just I think it would it, be a lot of fun to be with him. Uh, I mean Dave Matthews just because not that he's my guitar idol necessarily. I just think that he's mm. really fun at kind of going off on the jam on an acoustic level and I think that would be kind of fun.
2: You've got something about Dave Matthews and I know that's on your bios and everything, but honestly, it's true. Like when I listened to you, I was like, you think about Dave Matthews in in, in this specific light, but you have this ability. To wrap your voice around guitar single notes of a guitar, which is very weird, and he does that, and you do it, and that's where I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but that's where I like. like wow, he's got that ability that Dave Matthews is about one of the only people I know that does that curvature around and in and out of just w- notes like that. Uh, it, it's
0: I can't even explain it. It's it, like the I can't guy. Ride it. I can't it, it's like the guy who put passes it, everybody's car on the in, on the freeway when everybody's screeching to a halt, yeah, and they just keep going. Yeah, and you've got this ability, but it within with dynamic. <laughs> and
2: I, when I heard that, I was like Dave Matthews, but it's not a Dave Matthews setup because you've got funk, you've got rock and roll mm-hmm. in there, you've got pop, you've got everything. Soul is huge. And I, I love that vibe, but I was like, God, he's kind of like Dave Matthews, and I was reading all the stuff. I'm like, okay, because we, we read our stuff before we, people come on shows, but we really just listen to the music. And that was, like, a main thing for me, and I was like, wow, that's incredible how you've got that.
3: You it's know amazing. What?
0: You know, I would put you in a duet with Tina Turner. Oh, God, that would be awesome. Wouldn't it be fun? That would uh, be, that'd really be so much age. fun. Wouldn't it be
2: awesome? Yeah, you'd have to dance. Do oh, yeah. you yeah. dance on stage.
3: Uh I definitely dance. move. Uh but I mean I'm not I'm not trying to I mean you know what? Sometimes I'm operating so many pedals with my feet uh that sometimes it looks like mm. I'm maybe river dancing. <laughs> I don't know. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I mean I I'm I'm not opposed pusher. to the rhythm. Once it gets a hold of you, you know, you never know what you're gonna see.
0: Uh oh, I don't know I why Tino it. Turner comes to mind. It's
2: just so Yeah, because she's got that funk and she's got she knows rock yeah. and roll
0: sensibilities. She, she can take it anyway. I think it would be an
2: awesome deal. Okay, so you know we have to close this with sign language. Are we allowed to do that because we love that? That's such a good song.
3: That would be awesome. Moon
2: talking about it. Awesome. James, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone, jamespatrickmorgan.com. Go get the EP, Art Plus Work Equals Love. I mean, you can't beat that. So, right. again, jamespatrickmorgan.com. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a true joy.
3: It's my pleasure. Thank you all for having me.
2: Thanks. You That's take fun. care. Thank you. Here it is, everybody, sign language.